Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 150 downloads in a week. Not much in the big picture of the people that are getting 50,000 and above, but 150 is a start, my friends, and I can't thank you enough. Before we dive into episode three of the Brenton on Tour Coffee Cast, I got to tell you, some cool things are happening. We're on iTunes and we're on Spotify. So I want to get these numbers over 500 this week, 1,000. I've got a monster guest, so this should be a big deal. You guys should be loving this. The more you like, the more you share, the more you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, the more you tag me with all the people that you share it with, I'm going to enter you into the contest and you're going to win a brand new Leverpresso. My friends have sent me a couple to give away to my guests and I consider you my guests. So you're going to get one as well. Like, share, do the whole thing, whatever you got to do to get it out there. Tag me with everything that you're doing. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Let's get it out. And without further ado, we're getting into the podcast. Todd Kearns and I chat in Seinfeld, the top five coffee scenes from that show to celebrate 30 years of that show. So get your coffee. Here we go. Oh, no, thanks. I can't drink coffee late at night. It keeps me up. First pot! You're listening to the Brenton on Tour Coffee Cast. Brought to you by things that make coffee. People who make coffee. People who love coffee. And maybe just coffee. You have no idea who he is, but he's on the search for the best coffee in the world. So pour a cup, grab a seat on the john, and maybe, just maybe, you'll stop drinking shitty coffee. It's the Brenton on Tour Coffee Cast with your host, that guy you don't know. Here's BD. There it is, the brand new single from Tuke, on the line. My good buddy Todd Kearns, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you? That's uh, I'm doing great. I'm uh, I'm I'm hanging out, and uh, you'll appreciate this. I'm hanging out in Lincoln, Nebraska. Wow, you are on the road. I am, but uh, being a uh, prairie guy like yourself, I figured you'd appreciate my surroundings a little bit. They are very familiar, aren't they? Uh, straight. <laughs> Dry. Uh, absolutely. You can watch your dog run away for three days. <laughs> have you ever lost a dog? I no, I've not. I, I, I'm currently dog sitting, so let's hope I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining. Uh, this is episode three of the Coffee Cast uh, that you can hear on Brenton on Tour. I'm joined by my good buddy Todd Kearns. Uh, I'll let you run the resume, but uh, we just heard uh, a snippet of the first single off the brand new record from his new band, old band, side band, band band. <laughs> Musical band. Musical band. Yeah. Uh, Tuke, uh, give us a little rundown, my friend, of that project and we'll get rolling here. 
Well, we, uh, Brent Fitz and I, who, you know, he also plays in the Slash band. We play with Slash featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. Um, both being Canadian, living in the U.S., uh, and good friends with Corey Churko from Shania Twain's band. He also played with Kelly Clarkson. Um, just started kind of like messing around with the idea of recording Canadian music. We would do the odd shows in Canada, like uh, um, charity shows, uh, breast cancer, things like that. And uh, Fitz kind of fell on the idea, wouldn't it be fun to just do all Canadian songs? I was like, absolutely. And then the, the next step was to record it. And so here we are into the second album, um, this time with an original tune, which you just heard. And, uh, so it's, it's pretty exciting and we keep, we keep relatively busy with this thing. It's, uh, we just got off the road with Slash and this, the, the first single just kind of rolled, rolled out directly thereafter. And the video and CD release happens on the 27th of August too. In the peg. Is that where it's going to be? That's correct. Yeah. And the, uh, home base of Brent Fitz. So it sounds like you're surrounded by some young upstart musicians. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. We were just laughing about it the other day how, because both Corey Churko and Shane Gallus, uh, our drummer, they have both filled in in the Tuke sh- uh, in the uh, Slash show. Um, Frank Sidoris had to come home for his wife's health problems, so Corey Churko filled in for him, and Shane Gallus came and filled in for Brent Fitz. Oddly enough, uh, because Brent had a, a retina uh, surgery to, to deal with. So it's funny how all four of us have been in the Slash camp in one fashion or another. But uh, the, the, the funniest part is having known those guys for, in some cases, 30 years plus. It, I think all the way around about 30 years. But um, uh, I've known Corey since he was like 14 years old. And Brent I've known just, you know, almost as long. And Shane would be right behind that. So it's probably about 30 years all the way around. It sounds to me like you guys actually should start a band called Retina. <laughs> hey, you know what? Is that name been used yet? I'm not uh, sure, but two of the members of the band have suffered great retina losses and yeah. uh, and uh, with great stories of, of um, how the shows were saved uh, by you know guest musicians that have had to come in and fill the void. Uh, and we could spend hours on that chat, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, about uh, and uh, it could almost be like you guys should put yourself out there as like, hey, blow your retina out lately. We'll fill in for you because <laughs> you guys have had some serious like retina issues. But it sounds like you're all back up and running. I just talked to Fitz the other day and it sounds like he's back up and running, too. So, yeah, it's, crazy. A, it's a crazy thing. I mean, to be honest, I'd never even heard of it before it happened to me. Now it's sort of. uh it's everywhere. Like I, I, it's, I've known tons of people who've had, um, uh, torn retinas or retinal detachments and things like that. It just seems to be, uh, a lot more common and common enough that it happened to two guys in the same band. So that, uh, that, that shows you how common it is. And it shows you that Slash has got a lot of patience. So he does. And he's also uh, such a tenacious individual that, Nothing has affected him in the entire 10 years I've been playing with him. Yet, you know, the rest of us have all fallen by the wayside by one one thing or another, you know what I mean? But he's never well, never been faced. In fact, he's had like, uh, I think, a knee replacement and this and that and stuff like that. But he just sort of plays through. He's, he's a machine that way. If he keeps up the positive attitude, he may just make it. He may just make it. <laughs> that kid's got a real future. 
He's got a real future. So <laughs> while we could talk music all day, uh, I'm sure you're tired of talking music all day. Uh, I am uh, here to dumb things down a bit and uh, and I'll take and my thinking gonna, cap off then. That's right. And we're going to uh, we're going to talk coffee a little all bit. Right. So it's very random, I know, to have a touring musician on a coffee podcast, but uh, we do share an innate love of Seinfeld. Of course. And recently, I uh, uploaded an article to DeanBlundell.com celebrating 30 years of Seinfeld by listing out my top five favorite coffee scenes from the show. Right. Uh, and it's, I think if you look into the core of Seinfeld, outside of the fact that he refers to it as a show about nothing, the one common thing is coffee. There, there is a lot of coffee, yeah. Because they're in the coffee shop. Yeah, it's it, coffee, coffee, coffee. They meet around a coffee shop, and it's, again, around this attitude that it all happens at a coffee shop. For us Canadians, it was at Tim Hortons or, sure. coffee, to- or at coffee Time. That's where you went when you weren't Robin's old enough to donuts. drink. Robin's Donuts. That's where you <laughs> went. Where you- That's like the... It's it's like the at least in the you know eighties and nineties it was like before you were old enough to drink, right. uh, which in the in the prairies was what fourteen or fifteen, but uh, <laughs> the rest of the country like Ireland or something, yeah, that's <laughs> right. You know, you had the rum to keep you warm, yeah, exactly. but but uh, you'd gathered at like Tim Hortons or Coffee Time or one of these places with your friends, and then then you would ignore it for the next 10 years when you were able to drink. And then I find that you go back to it as you get closer to retirement. So at yeah, least in totally. Tim Hortons, but uh, that seems to be the gathering. And that's what the, the, the theme around Seinfeld was basically around that. And I just thought keeping in mind that I'm trying to keep some articles going on coffee and make it interesting, which is very tough to do uh, Seinfeld. So you and I have been uh, talking Seinfeld for a lot of years. We've known each other for, probably 10 years now, if not before, uh, it goes back to a long time, but and oh, absolutely. coffee, coffee, uh, is a, is a, is a thing, but Seinfeld is more, more of a thing. So I just wanted to kind of chat with you about your take on the show, your take on the 30 years of it and review the, the five, the top five, my top five, and see if they coincide with anything else that you actually have pulled from the show that you love. So to be honest, your top five is really, uh, the quintessential top five. I really kind of went through them myself and was like, well, yeah, these are all exactly in line. There's a really funny part where, uh, remember the episode where Kramer got a job where he got, he didn't really have a job, but he was working at a, at an office. Uh, and, uh, and he was basically ignoring his relationship with Jerry, which is totally bizarre. You know, as Jerry was very upset about the fact that none of his friends were around. And when Kramer finally said, fine, you know what? Let's do whatever you want tonight, tonight, buddy. And 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 the first thing Jerry says is the coffee shop. It's just That's right. the funniest thing to me is just the fact that all these choices of the things to do in New York City right now, he just wants to go to the same old coffee shop that he always goes. And that's so <laughs> I hate to say it, but that's so me. I'm like, can we go to that place that we always go and have that thing that I like? That'd be great. We've been Which drinking is coffee. coffee and exactly. Yeah. I mean, when when I was a kid, we used to drink coffee at like lunch hour um just at i lived in a small town so we just go to the local um little like uh, diner type thing and i think coffee was 60 cents but refills were free so they were just like you know you would just sit there and drink coffee all day as or uh, until you had to go do something else just way too much sugar you know and, and just like way too much caffeine and just fly off into the night 
with nothing to do in a small town, high on coffee. (laughs) And then go make records. And then go make, yeah, exactly. Then we'd find some way to go make music, yeah. That's why all the music's coming out of the prairies, because and all the musicians are coming out of the prairies, because they're all high on coffee and awake. And it's too cold to do anything else. Right. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why Prince made such great music. I think he it's lived, exactly why. I think he just didn't right? want to go outside very much. Yeah. It's right. It's cold there. Yeah. And you know, he just stayed inside, drank coffee, and made records. And made records exactly. Uh, okay, so I left in. I led into the top five with that. Um, the, uh, the scene of George obviously mixing up coffee for sex. I don't know if you remember this one, but he basically was dating a girl and she basically invited him upstairs he... for coffee at midnight, <laughs> which is a which... euphemism, of course, for or just, you know, if you're being invited upstairs to somebody's apartment at midnight for coffee, you're probably not really going up for coffee, which, you know, he's not the smartest cat in the land. She invites me up at 12 o'clock at night for coffee. And I don't go out. No, thank you. I don't want coffee. It keeps me up. (laughs) Too late for me to drink coffee. I said this to her. People this stupid shouldn't be allowed to live. I can't imagine what she must think of me. She thinks you're a guy that doesn't like coffee. She invited me up. Coffee's not coffee. Coffee is sex. Maybe coffee was coffee. Coffee's coffee in the morning. It's not coffee at 12 o'clock at night. Well, some people drink coffee that late. Yeah, people who work at NORAD or on 24-hour missile watch. Have you personally mixed up uh, coffee? I don't or is know it a- that I've... I don't know that I've actually mixed it up, but I'm sure if, you know, maybe the, maybe somebody I wasn't into it invited me up for a nightcap or whatever it was, I'm sure I would have been like, uh, I got to get up in the morning. But I love the way George is so oblivious that it's kind of like, well, uh, no, I, co- I, I can't sleep if I drink coffee too late or whatever his excuse was. It's like, it's like he wasn't he wasn't making an excuse at all. He was 100 percent oblivious to the idea that this person was inviting him upstairs for more than coffee. Which, you know, he's just being a polite boy, but he messed it up. He messed it up. And I don't think it's so much a case of George being stupid because I don't think – I actually don't really think George Costanza is stupid at all. I think he's actually mo- mildly like Machiavellian genius when it comes to uh, certain things. But uh, he can be completely oblivious in the most inopportune times, and that's the perfect example. There was um, – you know, I'm a sucker for services. I'm sure you are. I, uh, You know, we travel around and we – you know, our home away from home is, is hotels and, you know, buses yeah. and all that stuff. So really we got to take the little fine things. There was a hidden scene on Seinfeld that not a lot of people had known that I was able to snag, which is Elaine waiting around and waiting around and waiting around and waiting around and then not getting any service and basically going up and getting her own. All right, that's it. I'm going back there and I'm getting it myself. You've been saying that for years. No, no, no. This time I mean it. I'm going behind that counter. You can't go back there. Why not? You don't go back there. You don't do it. I'm going in. I don't know you. And I thought it was an interesting one because I think it, it echoes like how much these guys hang out with each other, but how much they really don't care about each other because he busted her totally busted her. Yeah. Exactly. He's like, that lady's getting free coffee. That's right. Calls her out to the whole cl- the whole place. The funny thing is when I was a kid, a-, a friend of ours was a waitress in this little in this little coffee shop that we used to hang out at. Well, it's not even a coffee shop. It's like a diner. 
And we were there so much that we basically could just go and fill up our own coffee. Like it was just kind of like, yeah, 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 knock yourself out. So it kind of reminds me of that, but, uh, but that we wouldn't get in trouble for it. It was actually kind of like, you know, we were allowed to. I touch in there on the Zeller's Cafe. Did you ever go to the Zeller's Cafe? I remember the Zeller's Cafe, but I think I remembered as a child, like a, a, my when we go into the city, quote unquote, um, there was like a like a diner in, in in Zeller's, which I think is is I don't know what the equivalent would be in the U.S., but um, any sort of uh, department store had like a a diner within it, which was very strange. It kind of makes sense, I guess, if you're going to go shopping and stop for something to eat and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was. Well, they're all stealing it now, but uh, Zeller's right. was way ahead of the curve and then also the first to fold. So obviously they had some work to do there. There you so go. We'll see. Uh, now, one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite concepts and obviously Seinfeld got rolling in. Like, see, by the time they got going into about season three or four. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The characters were so so developed and there was such ridiculous ideas that worked so great. And the, the idea of the coffee table book. <laughs> yes. That, that takes the cake right there. That's the best of the best. And the coffee table book that turns into a coffee table. See, the beauty of my book is if you don't have a coffee table, it turns into a coffee table. <laughs> Did I tell you this guy was Bunkos? <laughs> this coffee table is full of pictures of celebrities' coffee tables. That's true. Hmm. That's right. Yeah? Well, oh. I'm not in there. Where's mine? Oh, it's on file right here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, this guy's Bunkos. He really is. <laughs> but it's how still... Is that, how is that not a thing? Like, how do we not own that? Well, it's a funny part about it because Kramer, you know, still messed it up like he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Elaine, you know, refused to publish it and then gotten shit for not publishing it and then exactly. it came out and then he got on Regis and so like how they come up with a concept of like this of writing is the genius of this show <laughs> I know yeah you know what I mean and I just thought it was I just thought it was such a great like you know time in that show absolutely These characters were so developed out it was the early 90s you can still get a glimpse of what was going on in America and around you know at the time in the early well, 90s because you know, and, and the fact that they kind of float in and out of reality, like that Kramer was actually on Regis and Kathy Lee, which was right. a real show back in the 90s, it, it makes it totally bizarre, which is filmed on their set and in their studio. Um, it's pretty brilliant. I would assume that was probably an NBC show. So there was that crossover thing that, that probably could have worked, I guess. I'm not sure. Kramer, Kramer's dominating this top five because it pretty much all around him. You know, well, uh, yeah, he's dominating the, it. But. My favorite still hasn't come up yet, but uh, yeah, that. But this one's definitely like the idea of was it a book of celebrities coffee tables within his coffee yeah. table book, which is even yeah. more ridiculous. Like <laughs> just going around and Donny Osmond's coffee table or whoever he you know, Wayne Newton's coffee table, or whoever he kind of came across to to collect pictures well, of their coffee table. I, if if anything, if if this podcast is proving anything, Todd, is that uh, people can come up with um, any kind <laughs> almost of, anything, almost yeah. any kind of stupid idea, and try to make it work. So a podcast it's all good. about nothing. Yeah, that's right. It's a podcast about nothing. <laughs> yeah. The beauty about this podcast is that it'll put you to sleep, but then you can <laughs> you can also use it to wake up and uh, get well. Yeah, it's coffee related. You know, it's coffee. It's coffee related. So it works yeah. in two ways. So totally. uh, we roll into uh, number two, obviously. Just 
an incredible series of events with this episode when Kramer spills the coffee in the, movie theater. in the movie theater. In the movie yeah. theater. I had to put it in my shirt and sneak it in. Yeah, see, they like to sell their own coffee. Yeah. Now, is that going to be a problem? Yeah, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem for them. <laughs> it's a clear violation of your rights as a consumer. It's an infringement on your constitutional rights. It's outrageous, egregious, preposterous. <laughs> All around yeah. the time when, when him and Jerry were talking about um, whether they could trust each other. That's right. That was a whole, right? like, if you had murdered somebody, I would turn you in. That's right. Like the first thing Kramer says, oh, I'd turn you in. So then Jerry, kind of Jerry busts him on the coffee. Oh, God. And then it just goes. And then the the, cla- the best line, you know, who told you to put the bomb on? It's just, yeah. it's just oh, forget God. it. Anything with Jackie Childs is gold. Uh, I mean, there's so many that, so many times that has happened with the, the smoking episode when Kramer like had a smoking lounge in his apartment. And, <laughs> and they tried to sue the tobacco companies. And then this time it was he spilled hot coffee on himself. And which was a parallel and a play on the uh, the story of the person who had spilled McDonald's coffee on themselves. You remember that story? Yeah. And they Too burnt hot. themselves, and they tried to they tried to, uh, or I don't know, I don't know how successfully they sued McDonald's, but uh, it was basically the same idea. But Java World was the uh, <laughs> was the uh, coffee shop that he uh, like because he says I've been drinking cafe latte since the fifth grade and I never looked back. It's just like you know, it's just the strangest things to say. And the fact so is that this he, your is this your favorite episode? This that's, one that's my favorite of the coffee episode so because he, he, he's so yeah. jacked up on the you know you can't don't look at me when I want a cafe latte when I want a cafe latte I'll get a cafe latte <laughs> just whacked out he's because he's getting he ends up settling on getting free coffee it was free coffee plus but he goes I'll take it he shakes his hand he totally messes it up the fifty thousand yeah. or yeah. it yeah, was they, like it was going to be like free coffee plus a cash you know settlement but he just took the free coffee. And Jackie Childs, of course, has a heart attack about that. He's constantly like he still takes he still takes Kramer's business all the time, but it always ends up in some sort of colossal failure. What's your favorite? Like this is your favorite. Is this your favorite episode of Seinfeld? Or is this your favorite coffee related episode of Seinfeld? I think it's just my favorite coffee related. I mean, I had a very yeah, difficult yeah. time discussing what. There's some really amazing yeah. Seinfeld episodes because of the. There's the one that's backwards when they go to uh, yeah. Susan Meshke's wet wedding in India. Yeah. There's a lot of those that are just brilliant. A lot of my friends that are hardcore Seinfeld fans, they kind of fall out towards the last couple seasons because it starts to get really crazy. But I actually really like some of that stuff that gets when you start to get really far fetched with Kenny Rogers Chicken and That's my oh, favorite episode. That's I, that's brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely my favorite episode. That is the uh, best. The, you know, which they end up switching apartments. Yeah, yeah, and they switch personalities essentially. They switch personalities. It was one of my favorite I, things. Whenever Jerry's sipping a coffee, and he always goes, "That's a shame." Whenever something something's happening, he his comment is always kind of, "That's a shame," because nothing really ever affects Jerry. It's always sort of, you know, he's always sort of like completely unaffected by whatever's going around. Um, so that particular episode, so the they spill the coffee. He gets the bomb on. He loses everything. Uh, you know, he could have got everything. He he made the bad decision, loses everything, and then he's back to square one. And the maestro gave him the bomb, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> the maestro. <laughs> that whole thing is insane, too. Like, Bob, the maestro. You go, who told you to put the bomb on? Well, the maestro. And he goes, who the hell's the maestro? Kind of like, it's chaos. <laughs> it's just another person in his life. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who they call the maestro. It's the craziest thing in the world. Absolutely. But, but they uh, they end up switching apartments, which leads to, um, you know, the number one coffee one, which I, you know, which I thought uh, really 
all the decisions were made on the switch. Well, if I hear you correctly, and I think that I do, <laughs> my advice to you is to finish your meal, pay your check, leave here, and never mention this to anyone again. Can't be done, huh? The switch? The switch. <laughs> Can't be done. That's the episode, right. That's The right. Switch, which um, uh, I'm curious how many people have been through this scenario. Uh, which is the uh, he's trying you go ahead to, and you go ahead and explain my friend yeah. I, I, I'm kind of uh, going by I looked this over but I'm just trying to like dig through the there's so many different uh, categories in my mind of Seinfeld but that's the one where he's trying to date the roommate of the girl he's dating is that how that worked that's how it was the girl he was dating didn't find him funny oh that's what it was yeah so then he but he likes the roommate. Now, how do I do this? And this is where George's genius plays in because he starts to starts to uh, build this plan that is sort of like Lex Luthor style evil villain kind of plan about how you can make this switch. And the only, you know, and they all talk about it over coffee. Like he literally, they sit the almost, you know, a good portion of the episode in a coffee, shop. coffee in a yeah. coffee shop and it, it, you know the the camera work is just on their hands like That's just right. on their frustration and like yeah. no 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 and it can't work and then <laughs> then the inevitable the inevitable conclusion was that you know they're going to suggest uh the menage a trois That's right yeah yeah and the, that's where that whole thing comes in the menage a trois um I believe the French call it a menage a trois. Yeah. He figures that way that the girl will be so the, the the roommate will be so flattered by it that she'll like somehow like Jerry. It's like it's a preposterous, preposterous notion. And the one that he's dating is going to be disgusted. Yeah. And so then, she, then she's going to kick she, him out, and, yeah. and she'll eventually be kind of like, "Well, look, if you like him, knock yourself out." That kind of thing, which of course doesn't play out this way at all. Well, no, it's the ultimate win for jerry in the end because they both go for it that's right that's right yeah and then he turns it down <laughs> you spoiled spoiled man because i can't be an orgy guy then i get the robe and the, 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 the lighting <laughs> yeah, the oils <laughs> yeah, do you remember george, the episode where yeah. george ended up using that one like later on the girl he yeah. was dating had a roommate a guy so he uses that to try and throw that thing and then it turns out they're both into it. It's like, oh God. <laughs> it's such a, it's uh, timeless, my friend. It, it it's, really it's, is. That's the fascinating a, thing is I'll watch that show now and I'll be watching the end credits will roll and then the Roman numeral will show up and I'll be like, 1992. I'll be like, just blown away. 1994. I'll be like, what? It just blows my mind how long ago that is now. That's crazy. And so it was a fun article to write. It was like, you know, just celebrating 30 years, which I can't believe it's been 30 years. And then, of course, he's gone on to start Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee. Which is, yeah, that, that, that's a full circle thing, too, because Jerry loves coffee. I think he's kind of like me. I, I, you know, I hang out with guys like Frank Sidoris and, and, and uh, Brent Fitz, who are sort of connoisseurs in a sense of, like, they get to, like, Hamburg, Germany, and they're, like, yelping where the best coffee is. And I'm sort of like, I sort of tag along. I mean, I always tag along anyway. But I am the kind of guy that can go downstairs and go, this is great. Whatever this is, this is fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'm knowledgeable enough to realize this is good coffee. 
and this is not good coffee, you know, but I still enjoy like with pizza, I can still enjoy, you know, a greasy wheel of pizza as opposed to the high end stuff you can find with coffee. I kind of like, I really enjoy a nice coffee. We just stopped at this place called, called bad owl here, um, in Vegas, which is a really nice shop. Um, but then, you know, I'm, I'm perfectly happy grabbing a, a double, double, you know, and, and, and just kind of like strolling down the street, spilling hot coffee on myself. But you are surrounded by coffee connoisseurs. So at least you're getting spoiled following them. Well, exactly. I think, I think I'm more the guy that's kind of like, not all that, you know, where is this place? You know, it's a half hour walk, you know, there's coffee like right here. Why are we, but I, I understand half the time we treat that as sort of like the, uh, you know, we're going on an adventure here in take your pick Sydney, Australia. So we're going to go find the coffee, which speaking of which Australian coffee, I don't know what's going on over there, but they got the best coffee. It's uh, it's, it's rocking right now. It's man. A, sort of a uni- it's sort yeah. of a universally known thing for those who are kind of in the know that Australia for some reason is just rocking coffee. I don't know why. It's coming along. And that's th- that this journey that I've been on, which has only been a year and a half, has been yeah, I find that fascinating because, yeah, you're not the kind of guy who was, you know, I mean, you'd probably enjoy the Tim Hortons now. And well, again. I used to hang with Fitz. No, I never did. Uh, but I, I used to oh, really? uh, Fitz would when I when Fitz and I first met, it was like coffee mania. And I, I, I was like, nah. And right, then, right. Then, you know, then it went from there. And now, it, now I'm screwed. So it's well, once you have that good cup of coffee, I mean, if, if you're, you know, if you're a, a man of taste, then eventually you can have uh you know, you can drink something that's delicious and go like, oh, wow, you know, uh, and then it suddenly changes your entire outlook. But that probably goes for a lot of things. I mean, a lot of us don't eat or drink or, or you know, we're just not, we don't have the opportunity to, to, to have the best of the best laid on us. I don't smoke cigars, but I've never tried to smoke a Cuban. So I don't know. <laughs> it's, like, you know it's like, you know, maybe one day somebody will throw me a Cuban right. cigar and I'll be like, Oh Brent, you got to come over. We're going to smoke cigars. And you'll be like, what? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I have taste, I guess. I, I don't think I'm a man of taste. I know men, but yes. I think I'm just, I yes. know, I know men. It's I, always I, a good idea to hang out with men of taste. I, well, just uh, men in general, they, they build homes and do things. I, I build, oh, that's con- true. I yeah. build concerts. That's the I mean, best like I can do. You that's and I together thing. could make one man. So that makes me like half a man. That sounds about right. Well, sorry, that was a you're tall. You're taller. That was a George and Jerry conversation. Sorry. So I'm uh, hanging in Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm going to go for more coffee in a little while. And um, before I get out of here, I want to say thanks for jumping on board here. What's going on in the world of Todd Kearns and outside of Tuke and all the rest of it? What are you working on? Well, I mean, tomorrow I run off to do a string of dates. Winnipeg is the CD release party uh, on the 27th, and uh, we do some stuff across the prairies with Tuke. I come back and do an original Sin show uh, in Vegas on the 20th. Um, I'm doing uh, Raiding the Rock Vault here in Vegas with friends of mine. And uh, the Kiss Cruise is coming up uh, with the Bruce Kulik guys, me and Fitz and Zach Throne playing that. And, uh, yeah, it's just like a whole year of like getting to do all these other fun things, slash things on hold now that we're, we got Guns N' Roses and all original things going on. So I get to do basically everything else, which to be honest is, is a lot of fun. You know, it's like, I really enjoy being able to do a lot of different things. 
and you know me as a singer and a songwriter and a guitar player and all these things, I get to kind of scratch all those itches. I'm working on a couple of solo album ideas at, at the moment and trying to get back into a, into the world of uh, producing acts. And I've uh, been talking to a few younger artists about that kind of stuff too. So, so I, it's kind of like, it's been a fun sort of chapter of like things opening up a bit to kind of entertain some, uh, you know, so I'm not in Nebraska like you are. I'm actually in one spot for a minute. But when I say I'm in one spot, I say that as I'm packing a suitcase to go to Winnipeg tomorrow. So, <laughs> so there you go. Uh, where can people find you on the social stuff, my friend? Uh, they can find me www.toddkearns.com, Todd Kearns on, on Twitter, Todd Kearns on Facebook. Uh, I think it's Todd Dammit Kearns on, on Twitter. I'm sorry. And Todd Kearns on Facebook. I'm pretty accessible. I'm pretty all over the place. I'm pretty easy to find. Well, uh, I know that your journey is uh, taking you to all over the place and that you're not as quite uh, infatuated with coffee the way we are. But my friends at Leverpresso, which is a portable espresso maker, have sent me a couple. And nice. I'm going to send you one for coming on the podcast and help me launch this thing, which is still an infancy. Oh, you're the but, best. Um, so That's you exciting. can up up uh, your uh, your espresso game at home. And bring it that. on. And uh, we'll send – send that down to Vegas for you. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, you can, you know, we'll chin wag over your experience on that. Um, I appreciate the time. Uh, I appreciate the time, my friend. It's been a, a great, uh, having you on board. You got one of the best rock voices, uh, in the land. And I'm, uh, I'm so stoked uh, that you got a, you got a new record coming out. Uh, tell us again about that before I let you go. Name of the record, when it's coming out, who's involved. And then uh, we'll get out of here. Sure. The new Took record is called Never Enough. Uh, it comes out August 27th. Brent Fitz from uh, Slash Featuring Mouse Game and the Conspirators is on it. Corey Churko from Shania Twain and Kelly Clarkson is on it. Shane Gallus from The Bees and Yngwie Malmsteen and Michael Schenker and all these things is on it as well. So it's a, a thing we concocted a bunch of uh, Canadian covers that we started playing. And then on this record, it's uh, a lot of covers and then one original song, which we released as a single. And the video comes out on the 27th as well. So all that kind of stuff is rolling out now. Does the CD case open up into a coffee table book? <laughs> How did I miss that opportunity? What am I doing with myself? Talk to me next time you want to put CDs out there. And then we'll make exactly. it together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll call awesome. it the, co- the coffee table book CD. The coffee table CD. That's what you got. Rad, man. Well, thanks for the time, my brother. And uh, be safe out there. Travel well. And we'll catch up soon. You got it. Take care. Big thanks to Todd Kearns from Slash, featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators, Canadian Supergroup Took, and everything else. Great stuff, man. Thanks. Always great to talk Seinfeld. Always great to catch up. Remember, my friends, follow me over on Apple Music. The contest is up and rolling. Win yourself a brand new Leverpresso. Let's do it. Come on. It's a really cool device. Spotify, everywhere that you listen. Check it out. Find me. Share me. Tag, like, all of it. Welcome to the team. Be part of this. Thanks, friends. We'll see you next week. Hi, I'm Emily Roger, and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. 
The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.